This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 14. Six reasons why guest posting and link outreach are inferior methods of acquiring backlinks, why they can be dangerous, and what you should do instead. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. If you listen to this podcast, and thank you, by the way, You know that I'm big on link building, okay? In fact, I have said numerous times, and I even have entire episodes dedicated to this, that authority building is 99% of SEO, okay? And by authority building, I mean getting authority for your website, and the way to get authority for your website is to get backlinks from authoritative websites. Hence, link building or authority building is the most important thing you can do. I have said it's 99% of SEO, and yes, it is 99% of SEO. The other 1% being comprised mostly of making sure you don't have a penalty and making sure that you have some content on your page that is somewhat related to the keywords that you want to rank for. But as I have explained in other episodes, that doesn't even matter because it is 100% possible to rank your website for a term that is nowhere on the website. In other words, you can rank a website for keywords that do not appear on the website. And I give examples of that in different episodes. The quick version is you do it using anchor text from authoritative websites. But anyway, that's not the point. My point is this, and this is why I'm grumpy. Even though most people will never talk about link building because for some reason everyone thinks link building is bad and all you need is content and content is king, which by the way is wrong. Content is like literally less than 1% of the overall ranking structure. In my opinion, of course, make sure you listen to the disclaimers. I don't officially know how the search engines work, but I can tell you that after over 14 years in the industry, we have had one or two clients who had a content problem and every other case, that's hundreds of client projects. The reason they were not at the top of the search engines was because they did not have enough authority and it had nothing to do with their content. And the way we fixed their problem and got them to the top of the search engines was by getting them backlinks from authoritative websites. We did not touch their content, yet almost every single client out of hundreds of client projects got to the top of the search engines and stayed at the top of the search engines for a long time. Therefore, in my opinion and in my experience, authority is the most important signal by far. You can think whatever you want. You can think content is king. Honestly, I don't care. But here's my question. If you have great content because content is king, are you at the top of the search engines? If you're at the top of the search engines, you're doing everything right. If you're not, and you don't have a penalty, the problem is that you don't have 
enough authority. But anyway, let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because every once in a while, somebody will actually talk about link building, which is good. That's a good thing. That's not why I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy because they mention the worst ways of getting backlinks. And we're gonna talk about two of them today, the two most popular and the two most commonly mentioned forms of backlinking, which if you listen to this episode, you will learn why they are actually dangerous. And you will learn how my agency does it instead. Okay, let's get started. These are the two forms. I'm gonna define them right now. The first form of backlinking that everybody seems to talk about, like it's such a great idea, is called guest posting. There's a good chance you've heard of guest posting somewhere if you've read anything about SEO anywhere. Guest posting is basically this. You find somebody who has a blog that you want to get a backlink on and you email them and you say, hey, I would like to have a backlink on your site. Is it cool if I write an article for you? And in exchange, you put a link from the bottom of the article or maybe, you know, the middle of the article to my site. Okay, let me explain how this works. (laughs) Well, it's literally like I just said, you write an article, they put a link in the article, back to your website, you get a backlink and the authority helps you. I have no problem with that. So this process also kind of helps the person with the blog. Why does it help the person with the blog? Well, they're getting content, okay? That's cool. Content is literally what makes blogs blogs. So it's a piece of content they don't have to write. That's pretty awesome. Remember, it's called guest posting because somebody other than the person who runs the blog, a guest is producing the content. Makes perfect sense. So it's kind of a win-win if you think about it at first. You're getting a backlink, they're getting a piece of content for their site. Seems good, everybody wins, right? Okay, we'll come back to that. The second common type of backlinking that everybody seems to think is so great is called link outreach, which is basically the same thing. You email somebody, well, not yet. You find find a website that you wanna link on And you email them and you say, hey, I noticed you have a website and I think that my website would be a good uh, complement to the thing that you were talking about and can we have a link, whatever. Like some kind of email like that where you're asking them for a link. And then they might say, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then they give you a link. Okay, it's fine. Conceptually, I have no problem with that. And it gets you a backlink and maybe you get some authority from that and it's probably gonna help you. All right, it's pretty cool. Now, for the sake of this episode, I'm gonna refer to guest posting and link outreach as the same thing because they're basically the same. You find somebody who has a website that you want a backlink from, you email them and ideally you get a backlink. All right, so you either wrote the content yourself or maybe they wrote it for you or maybe they just gave you a backlink, but the end result is there is a backlink on somebody else's website to your website. So you understand how they're the same as far as this discussion goes. I don't care who writes the content, I I don't care. The point is you're getting a link on someone else's website. Okay, cool, now we understand, I think, what those two things are. And you see these all the time. By the way, if you're ever bored, go online, use the search engine of your choice and search for anything even remotely related to guest posting 
or link outreach, and you will see tons of articles about how to do guest posting, best link outreach examples. I'm, I don't know if those are actual headlines. I'm just making those up right now, but you get the point. It's like stuff like that. Okay. Let me tell you why my agency has never done either of those. If you listen to this podcast, you understand that the way my agency runs is the way most real SEO agencies run. And when I say real SEO agencies, I mean the 1% or fewer of SEO agencies who actually get results. If you're not at the top of the search engines, your SEO agency is wasting your time and wasting your money. We do not rely on other people's websites to build backlinks. We rely on our own websites. My agency owns a very large and very authoritative portfolio of websites that we use to build backlinks to our clients. This is distinguished from what is commonly called a private blog network or a PBN. They will sometimes call it a PBN for private blog network. Make sense? Okay. And the reason is this. PBN or private blog network means a group of sites that are linked together. Network literally means things that are linked together. If you have all of your authoritative domains and you link them together, that is the dumbest thing you could do. Why is that a dumb thing to do? Well, because if they're all linked together and many of those websites all link to the same client site, that creates what's called a footprint. A footprint is a method that the search engines can use to identify ownership or to identify patterns or to identify that things might be going on that shouldn't necessarily be going on. In other words, if a whole bunch of websites link together because they're a network, they would all be related, right? It would be understood that they're in some sort of connection to each other, okay? And if many of those link out to the same client websites, that looks suspicious, okay? Never, ever link your private blog sites together. Never do it. You can link them to the clients. You can link a certain number of them to a certain number of clients' websites. And I explain this in episodes three, four, and five, where I literally explain everything you need to know to build your own private blog portfolio and rank your clients at the top of the search engines. But I just wanted to clarify right now. So my agency has a large portfolio of authoritative domains. We use these to rank our clients. So while regular SEO people get a client and if they even decide that they're going to build backlinks, because remember, most SEO agencies and most SEO consultants are liars and scammers and they don't actually even do anything that might even help you. But if they do, if they actually decide that they're going to build backlinks, because again, for some reason, nobody even wants to talk about backlink building, much less even build some backlinks. But if they actually do, if you actually find an SEO agency, not mine or one like mine that actually does it the right way, but like a normal SEO agency that actually builds backlinks, they are probably doing guest posts and they are probably doing link outreach. So let's talk about all of the flaws with these two methods, which are really just one method, of building backlinks. Let's begin with time efficiency. Many of you probably own websites. I own a lot of websites. I often get emails from people that are trying to get backlinks from me. Dear sir or madam, we noticed that your website is blah, 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 
we were wondering if you could get a backlink, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, deleted. Anyways, here's the point. Those people send out hundreds of those emails, okay? What do you think their success rate is? One, two percent maybe? Let's say five. Let me be, let me be exceedingly generous right now and say 5%. I would bet you that it's less than 1%, but let's just say it's 5%, just for fun. Let's just say it's 5%. So random SEO guy sends out a hundred emails. He finds, okay, he takes the time to go online, find 100 authoritative domains. Then he takes the time to find the contact information. And truthfully, there could be a contact link on the site. So maybe that's not that hard, but he still has to do it. Then he has to write 100 different emails. And to be fair, he could just copy and paste it. Okay. Just changing the names or whatever around, but still this takes time. He has to email Let's say he emails a hundred different sites, okay? A hundred, he takes the time to do this. I can't even imagine how long it would take to find a hundred authoritative blogs that I wanna get backlinks from. That sounds boring. Anyways, let's say he did it, okay? He found a hundred. He wrote a hundred emails. He asked 100 blogs for backlinks. And because we're being very nice, let's say five of those people say yes, okay? So this guy put forth all this effort and spent all this time and he got five backlinks. Okay, well, I guess that's pretty cool. Now let's look at how my agency does it. We already have a huge portfolio of authoritative domains. We don't have to find anything. We don't have to email anyone. We have 100% control of every site that we own. We just pick the five that we wanna use or 10 or 20 or however many, it doesn't matter. But you know what? Time to locate is like instant. You want to know why? Because we already own them. We don't have to ask permission. We don't have to write emails. We don't have to go back and forth. We don't have to wait. We don't have to negotiate. And now you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, negotiate? Yeah, because even though no one talks about it, this type of backlink building generally involves money, which by the way, is probably against different search engines terms of service. I'm not going to get into it. Let's just say the overall consensus is that paying for links is bad. So we'll talk about this more. And let me also just say that actual SEO is like mostly just paying for links, okay? <laughs> In my over 14 year career of running an SEO agency, 99% of what we do is selling backlinks. So I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't sell backlinks. I'm just saying that if you want to get to the top of the search engines, you're probably going to be buying some backlinks because that's how it works. But I feel like that's a different episode entirely. So back on topic, Joe Schmo, average random SEO guy spent all this time and all this effort locating a hundred blogs. And then he had to write a hundred emails and then five of them said yes. And he got five backlinks. Woohoo! That's pretty cool. Great job. Random SEO guy. Meanwhile, my SEO agency, we have our pick of any of our portfolio of authoritative domains. So whatever, it doesn't take us any time at all. It's pretty easy. Um, okay, so reason number one why you shouldn't do those forms of backlink building is because it's a huge waste of time to even get the backlinks. And like I said, probably it's got a much, much lower success rate than 5%. I guarantee you, like probably 99% of those people delete the emails. 
unless maybe they offer money up front. But you know what? I get emails from people offering to buy backlinks on some of my sites, and I usually just think there's probably something shady going on. So I usually, I can't say I always delete them. I may have been known to sell a random link or two from a site outside of my SEO agency's portfolio, by the way, for money, because again, that's how it works. But like, usually it's probably pretty shady. Okay, so anyways, okay, so reason number one, huge waste of time. I mean, unless you wanna spend the time doing that, I don't, okay. So anyways, reason number two, and perhaps the most important reason is because ultimately that type of backlink is dangerous. Let me explain why. And by the way, while we're talking about dangerous types of backlinks, you should go back and listen to episode 10, which is called Why One-Time Payments or Lifetime Backlinks Are Always a Scam. The short answer is this, if you're not paying monthly for backlinks, you're being scammed, and at best, you will get a small benefit and then you will lose your benefit, which should anger you because you paid for a lifetime backlink. You didn't pay for a short-term benefit, you paid for a lifetime benefit. You should be angry if you lose that benefit. And at worst, you get no benefit and you get a penalty. And the short explanation for that is this, you cannot sustain a business model selling lifetime backlinks. So what will probably happen is the person will keep selling them, which means one of two things. One, every subsequent link he builds will get you less link juice. And I guarantee you that like some people listening to this will strongly disagree with that statement that I just made because they might not believe that websites have a finite amount of link juice to give out, that's fine. Email me if you disagree with that. I would love to have that discussion. Anyways, and number two reason is because this person is shady. How do we know they're shady? Because they're ripping you off by selling lifetime backlinks. Therefore, they are shady. Therefore, they are probably going to sell to anyone who will pay. Therefore, they are probably going to sell to shady websites. Therefore, they link to a shady website. Now they're a bad neighborhood. They link to you. Now you're a bad neighborhood. Guess who gets a penalty? You do. I hope you had fun paying for that penalty that you now have. But anyway, go listen to the episode. It will explain it. So, so anyway, back to the topic, that type of backlink is dangerous. And by that, I mean guest posting and link outreach, which are basically the same thing as we discussed before, are dangerous. Let me explain why. When you do not control a backlink, and if a backlink is on somebody else's website, you do not control it. If you do not control a backlink, there is no guarantee that it will keep providing benefit. You remember the last example I gave, which is discussed in more detail in a different episode, where I said, if somebody links to a bad neighborhood, they become a bad neighborhood, and then they link to you, and you become a bad neighborhood, and you might get penalized. Well, if this random person that you're guest posting with, or doing link outreach with, or whatever, decides to also link to some shady website, Guess what happens? Now, is that definitely gonna happen? No, it's not, but it could. And here's another thing that could happen. They could decide to restructure their website and remove your backlinks. Now, I hope you didn't pay for them, but wait a minute. Do you remember earlier when I said negotiation because most of this involves payment? 
Look, most people are not gonna let someone else put content on their blog for free, okay? Yeah, I'm sure somebody does. I'm sure like some listeners like, oh, I, I let somebody post, a, post an article on my site for free. Okay, awesome, good for you. But like, generally speaking, it doesn't work that way. People know the value of backlinks and they're going to sell them and they're going to try and make money whenever possible. So, let's say you're guest posting or link outreaching and the person agrees to it, but they say that you have to pay them in order to do so, which again is likely to happen. Why? Because people know the value of backlinks and wanna make money. So anyway, you pay this person to put a link on his site. Okay, cool. How do you know he's gonna keep it online? I mean, come on, he might take it down in a month. Enjoy that one month of benefit that you just paid for. I hope you didn't pay a lot. And if he's shady enough to be doing that, he's probably shady enough to be getting links from shady people because they're willing to pay him. So enjoy your penalty because he's a bad neighborhood now. Look, I'm not saying that's definitely gonna happen. I'm just saying you cannot rely on that. Not only is it a huge waste of time to try and get all these backlinks from people. Oh my gosh, dear sir or madam, I noticed your website and I was, and look, I've heard of people come up with like strategies to like catch their attention because people get tons of spammy email every day, right? You gotta make your stand out. By the way, if you're doing this, your emails could basically be considered spam. I mean, they're not, but ultimately you're contacting them because you want something from them. Even if you're willing to pay for it, you still want something from them. It's kind of spam, honestly. And it's annoying, it's junk email. So, all right, anyway, look, so, you pay for a link from somebody, he puts it on his site, you just violated, well, you just possibly violated the search engine's terms of service if you care about that. I'm not saying that you should care about that because again, 99% of SEO is buying backlinks. So, <laughs> like, it, it, it seriously is, I'm not kidding. I know I mentioned this before, but literally 99% of what my agency does is sell backlinks. So every once in a while, we do something that isn't selling backlinks, but like, maybe 99% is too high, but like the overwhelming majority of what my agency does is sell backlinks. And the way we get results for our clients is by selling backlinks. And the reason our clients stay at the top of the search engine for years is because they have lots of authority, which they got from, you guessed it, buying backlinks from us. So I don't know, but my agency runs all of the websites that we use. So look, I'm not saying that like, if a random person links to you, it's a bad thing. It's not, it's a good thing, okay? It actually is. Now, as your website becomes more popular, more people will probably find it and they will probably link to you if you have good content on it. Now, good content has nothing to do with ranking, okay? I've said this a lot, but I wanna be very clear. The content on your website does not really have an effect on whether or not it ranks. And if you need proof of this, you can go listen to episode 12, where I specifically give an example of a website that ranks for keywords that don't even appear on that website. And I explain why that's the case and how to do it yourself. And yes, that means you can rank anything you want for anything you want. In other words, you can rank any website in the world for whatever keywords you want that website to rank for as long as you do it right. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into it now. Go listen to that episode. But listen, the more popular your website becomes, the more people are gonna find it, 
Why? Because you have more authority and you're showing up higher in the search results, so more people are gonna see it. Some people might like your website and give you a backlink. That's going to help you. Like I said, if you have good content, they will probably link to it because it's helpful and people like good content because it's helpful. Good content doesn't make your site rank directly, but good content increases the chance of somebody giving you a backlink, which potentially increases your position in the search results. So I guess good content might like in a roundabout way help you rank, but like in the algorithm, based on my experience, of course, it really doesn't have any, like it really doesn't have any effect whatsoever. I've seen plenty of terrible quality websites rank simply because they have a lot of authority. I've seen a lot of good quality websites not rank because they don't have any authority. Content doesn't really matter when it comes to ranking. But anyway, your site becomes more popular, more people find it, you get some links, it helps you. That's good. I'm not saying that other people linking to you is bad. I'm just saying from an SEO standpoint, it's better and safer if you control the backlinks because then you know they will never disappear unless you remove them. They will never link to shady bad neighborhood websites unless you intentionally do so. Don't, by the way, don't link to bad neighborhoods. And you don't have to worry about other weird stuff. Like you're not going to turn your website into a spammy website, are you? You're not going to turn your website into a link farm. These are things that can happen when other people do it, especially when you start paying shady people for backlinks. So look, let's talk about the effectiveness of these two kinds of, of backlinking, um, guest posting and link outreach. Are they effective? Well, they can be. Look, I'm not going to lie and say they're worthless. I'm just going to say they're inefficient. All right. Can they help? Yeah. Look, if you get a backlink on some super authoritative website, it's going to help you. Okay. Like it's going to help you. That's how search engine optimization works. But how many emails per day do you think authoritative websites get? If you run, for example, a large news outlet or a popular, uh, I don't even want to, I'm trying to be as vague as possible here. If you, run, if you run a very popular, very authoritative website, for example, in whatever industry you want, how many emails do you think they get per day from people asking for backlinks? I bet you it's hundreds, if not thousands. Do you think they're gonna find yours and say, well, this particular email is great. Let me give this person a backlink. Yeah, I no, <laughs> like pro- probably not. Um, so good luck. But anyway, wouldn't you rather run an authoritative website yourself and have a 100% chance of getting a backlink from it and know that everything else on the website is awesome because you control it and it's not spammy and it's not gonna delete your link and it's not gonna link to any shady websites? Yeah, that sounds awesome. You should do it that way. That's how my agency does it. If you listen to episodes three, four, and five, I explain how you can do it too. Sorry, it's three episodes, but it's a big important topic. So I couldn't put it into one. Anyway, are these two types of backlinks, guest posting and link outreach effective? Yeah, I mean, they can be if you get backlinks from the right websites. They're just inefficient and huge waste of time, I think. And as I said, they're potentially dangerous because of all the problems, like maybe your backlink doesn't stay online, maybe the website somehow gets spammed for some reason and now it's linking to you and now you have a spam penalty. I mean, you can go listen to episode two if that happens to you and learn about the different kinds of penalties and what you should do to recover from them. Look, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of SEO agencies that have success doing these kind of backlink programs. I know a lot of SEO agencies I know a lot of people who do guest posting and link outreach. I do not know a lot of SEO agencies that consistently get their clients to the top. 
And I do not know a lot of SEO agencies that can keep a client because how do you keep an SEO client? By getting them to the top, obviously. And the assumption here is that you're getting them to the top for keywords that actually benefit them. I'm not talking about stupid low competition keywords with no searches per month. I'm talking about keywords that are going to help them make more money, okay? Because somebody's gonna be like, well, you can get them, you can get them to the top for keywords that you don't get a lot of searches and, and then they're not gonna stay with you because you're not, they're not getting a positive ROI. Yeah, all right, good point. That's not even what we're talking about though, but I just wanted to clarify so that person doesn't email me. Okay, cool. How do you get your clients to the top of the search engine? By building their authority, unless of course they have a penalty because nothing matters if you have a penalty. But assuming they don't have a penalty, you build authority and then you get them to the top of the search engines. It's pretty easy, like conceptually. <laughs> I don't, I feel like I'm oversimplifying, but I'm not because literally that's how it works. So, so anyway, look, um, I don't know a lot of SEO agencies that can keep a client. I don't know a lot of SEO agencies that run their own portfolio of websites, but I tell you what, the SEO agencies I do know of that do have their own portfolio, that do it the correct way, are phenomenally successful, okay? And as I mentioned before, a lot of our clients are large SEO agencies that have us actually do the work for them. That is to say, they outsource the work to us. We have a great portfolio, like I've mentioned. They get phenomenal results too, as long as they're not doing something shady with another SEO agency in the meantime. But these people that rely on guest posting and link outreach, I'll be honest with you, I know people who do it. I don't know a lot of people who get great results doing that. I can't really think of anybody that I know of who gets great results from doing that. I know people who use that exclusively as their backlinking strategy. They don't really get great results. So I don't know. In my opinion, it's a waste of time. It takes forever. It's inefficient and it doesn't get you great results and it's dangerous. I would recommend not doing it. And just to clarify, if someone else links to you, it's most probably going to help you. It's not going to hurt you, but don't rely on that as your primary method of gaining backlinks if you are serious about your SEO. Either build your own portfolio, as I have explained how to do, or find an agency who does it the way my agency does. That's your best bet. Okay, I think we've covered this topic. Oh, there's one more, there's one more thing that I wanna talk about for this. In the beginning of this episode, I told you to go online and search for these things and learn more about them and see how many people are talking about them. You will find people who are like, th that's like their job. They are guest posting experts or like link outreach experts, um, whatever. That sounds like some middlemen nonsense to me, honestly. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe they have good relationships with certain authoritative websites, okay? But you know what? That sounds a little bit to me like we're getting into a little shady territory. Like, I'm sure there's some payments going on because you know what? You're paying them and they're using that money probably to pay for that backlink. I don't know. That, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not naming anybody here, but you know how I feel about the SEO industry because I've said many times that 99% of SEO agencies are scammers and 99% of SEO consultants are scammers. I think if I found somebody who claimed to be a guest posting expert or a link outreach expert, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, all right, bro. And I'd probably keep moving along there. I don't, I just, I just, it just sounds shady to me. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Look, okay, 
You know what? Never mind. You know what? I was going to say if you've had good results with a link outreach expert or a guest posting expert or somebody who provides that service, let me know. But you know what? I think if I said that, I would just get spam from people who do that. Like, well, I've had good results with it, blah, blah, blah. But what they're actually doing is promoting themselves because it's like a fake review because they haven't actually had good results with it because they're not even a client. They're probably a provider or a middleman or whatever you want to call it. So I'm not going to ask that. You know what? I don't care. Whatever. Okay, let's do it like this. Okay, and by the way, I will keep everything 100% anonymous, I promise. If you've had good results with a link outreach expert, okay, email me, tell me about it. I'm going to ask you some follow-up questions to see if you're BSing or not. And and if it's a good conversation, I will share it 100% anonymously in a future episode because I think that would be cool. I would love, look, I would love to be proven wrong, okay? The way that I educate people about SEO is not, I'm right, do it my way, everyone else is wrong and dumb because of my ego. It's because of my experience. I would love to be proven wrong because if somebody did that, then I would have better information to use in the future. I don't care about being right. I care about having accurate information, okay? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these link outreach experts really are a worthwhile service, but it screams suspicious to me. So I don't know. So, okay. The terms that I just mentioned apply. Email me if you've used it. I will ask you some follow-up questions to see if you're BSing or not, because come on, like, I don't trust anyone. I feel like if 10 people email me and said, I had a good experience, like one of them might be telling the truth. And like nine of them are link outreach experts who are just trying to get some promotion or some nonsense somehow. Guess what? I'm not going to mention you. So yeah, you know what? There's one more problem with this type of backlink that I want to mention, and that's this. Let's say six months down the line, you have to change domains for some reason. Maybe you got a penalty, maybe, and and by the way, go listen to episode two where I talk about penalties and how to fix them. But sometimes if you get a penalty, depending on the penalty, you have to start over with a new domain, okay? Because, Because despite what people say, recovering from a penalty is not a clear process and sometimes it doesn't work even if you do everything the way you're supposed to. In those cases, you have to start over with a new domain. Now, let's say you're starting over with a new domain and what do you need to do? Well, you need to change all of your backlinks that point to your old domain and make them point to the new domain. If all of those backlinks are run by other people on other websites, How many of them do you think you're going to get to change? First of all, were you keeping track of all of them? I hope you were keeping track of all of them. Second of all, are you going to email all those people? Hey, remember me? It's the guy that you sold a backlink to, or maybe you didn't buy it from them. It's the person you gave a backlink to. Um, I have a new domain. Can you change it for me? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe, like maybe they would do it. But if you manage all the sites yourself, because they're sites that you run and you own them, and you control them, guess what? Changing them is extremely fast, extremely easy. You can change them as quickly as you want, whenever you want, to whatever domain you want, and there's no problem whatsoever. This is yet another reason that managing your own backlinks on your own portfolio of authoritative websites is better. Okay. Oh, and there's one more thing. I know I just said that, but there's one more thing that I forgot to tell you about this. If somebody else gives you a link, 
they might even make it, for example, a nofollow link. Okay, I haven't even started to talk about this yet, but there's a few different things that you can do to a link. You literally put this inside the code and one of the things is nofollow. For example, I might get into more of these in another episode, but there's ways that you can get backlinks where the backlink doesn't even count. Okay, one of these is with an attribute called no follow. That's no, like the word no, and follow, like the word follow. N-O-F-O-L-L-O-W, no follow. So when somebody's making a link for you on their webpage, they can put an attribute within the link code itself that says R-E-L equals no follow. What does that mean? That tells the search engines not to follow that link. In other words, the link doesn't count. Now, depending on who you ask, and there have been very big arguments about whether or not nofollow links actually don't count. It's safe for you to assume that they don't count. So if somebody gives you a link and it says nofollow somewhere in the link, and you have to look at the code, you can't tell from looking at the link on the webpage, you have to actually look at the code to see this. The link doesn't count. The search engines aren't going to count it. You're not going to get any link juice from it. And if you paid for it, you just wasted your money. Anyway, there's different attributes that can be used with links, one of which is no follow, one of which is sponsored. For example, if someone is paying you to market their product as an affiliate, which we might actually do a whole episode about that. But anyways, if somebody's paying you to promote a product as an affiliate, it's possible that the link to the product might have the attribute sponsored, which basically means, hey, search engines, don't pay attention to this link because I was paid to put it here. Or that's all you need to know. Look, if you're worried about this, just don't put any attributes in the link and the link will still count, okay? If you just do ahref equals quotation mark, whatever the link is, you know, I'm not gonna tell you how to make a link here. But if you, as long as you don't specifically put any of these labels on it, like no follow or sponsored or anything like that, the link is fine and it will provide link juice. I'm just telling you this because there's probably some people out there that will say, oh yeah, sure, we'll give you, we'll give you a, a link outreach link. And then they put like no follow or something on there. And then if you paid them for it, you just wasted your money. And I'm just saying that. So again, when you run the websites and they are your websites, or of course, if you have a reputable SEO agency doing it for you, you don't have to worry about any of the stuff we're talking about right now because all of the links will be awesome quality links that provide link juice and don't have, for example, any nofollow attributes. But if you're relying on other people, well, who knows, man? I I don't know, but I'm telling you, there have been cases where people bought backlinks and then they had no follows and it was a big mess and the buyer was angry and that's why you shouldn't deal with shady SEO providers, which by the way, is most of them. Okay, I hope that clarifies this. Now, you could think at this point that I'm done telling you all of the problems with guest posting and link outreach, but I'm not because there's one more problem and this might actually be the biggest problem of all. And that is this. It's entirely possible that this backlink that you get might not even get indexed. If it doesn't get indexed, that means you just wasted all your money 
and all your time or you know whatever amount of money you spent and however much time you spent. So as a refresher, if a page is indexed, it means it is included in the search engine's database. What does that mean? It means it is possible for the search engine to return that page in a search result. And if you want to put it differently, it means the search engine is aware of that page. Now, I've mentioned this before, but if you want to check to see if a certain page or a certain domain is indexed, this is how you do it. I'll tell you how to do it in Google. You go to Google, you type the word site, S-I-T-E, you put a colon, no space. Then you put either the domain, so you put whatever the domain is, you know, domain.com, and then you hit enter and it will show you all the pages on that site that are indexed. If you wanna check a certain page, then instead of only putting the domain, you type in the whole address. So site colon and then no space and then you just put whatever the address is. You can put the HTTPS if you want, but of course it would be HTTPS colon slash slash, just so you know, but look, it's fine, it works. So anyway, look, here's the thing. Let's say, and this is very important. Let's say, for example, you get a backlink from somebody. Maybe you pay for it. Maybe they give it to you, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you know the web page where that link exists, you need to check the search engines to make sure it is indexed. If it is not indexed, it provides zero value. And if you buy a backlink and it is not on a page that is indexed, it means the search engines don't see it. They don't count it and you just wasted your money. And I'm gonna talk more about this in the future because there are cases when people will sell backlink packages and none of the pages get indexed, therefore every single link you just bought was a ripoff because it does absolutely nothing for you. Now, any good SEO agency will ensure that 100% of the backlinks they give you are indexed because if they're not, they are worthless. Any backlink that is on a page that is not indexed is providing no value, none, not a little bit, none. You have absolutely wasted your money if you buy a backlink and the backlink is on a page that is not indexed. So let's restate all of the problems with guest posting and link outreach. One, time efficiency. It's a huge waste of time. Do you really wanna find hundreds of websites that meet your authority needs and then email them and maybe, maybe 1% of them say yes. Oh my gosh, no, you don't wanna do it that way. That is a waste of time, oh my gosh. Okay, number two, there's no guarantee that they will be sustainable, meaning there's no guarantee the links will stay online because you're not paying monthly. Imagine how much effort you put forth to get these backlinks and finally someone says yes, and then a month later it's not online anymore. Oops, what a waste of time. What a waste of effort. Did you pay for it? What a waste of money. Number three, you have no control with regard to what happens. If that person who links to you also links to a bad neighborhood, now you're in a bad neighborhood, enjoy your penalty, I hope you didn't pay for it. Number four, you have no way to reliably change the link in the future if you need to. For example, maybe your company or your website changes to a new domain and you wanna go back and you wanna update all your existing backlinks. Guess what? It's up to the person that you might email at that company who might actually be like, okay, sure, I'll change that link for you. You know what? 
They probably won't because that's a lot of effort and most people probably are not gonna do that. But you know what? If you control all the links yourself, like my agency does, guess what? It's a piece of cake, it takes two seconds. Okay, problem number five. It might actually be no follow, in which case it provides no link juice and you just wasted your money and or time. And number six, it might not even get indexed, in which case you've wasted your money and or your time. I hope you understand now that guest posting and link outreach at best might be kind of helpful. I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying they're not efficient and they can be extremely dangerous. All right, that's literally everything that I have to say about it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I hope this episode is helpful. And if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. And I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about SEO History 101, how to future-proof your SEO, the future of SEO algorithms, and AI.